Welcome to the e-commerce lab by EcomC. This is the place for everything related to Amazon's private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomsi, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of Ecomsi. And today we'll bring you another a friend of mine for second time in a row now. Uh, his name is David Miller, and he's the founder of the law office of David L. Miller. And they specialize of everything that has to do with account suspensions, specifically around the Amazon space. And I know he has extensive knowledge with everything that has to do with account suspensions and everything that has to do with basically the health of your Amazon account. And, and that's why I want to have it on, on a second time, because I know everything that has to do with suspension, I mean, it's such a vast topic. Every single month, there's new suspensions coming up, new changes in the Amazon space, new policies. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a minefield. And if you don't know how to uh, tackle that, uh, I mean, it can put your business in risk, right? So that's why, David, it, it, it's a pleasure to have you here for a second time in a row. And how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Vincenzo. It's a pleasure, man. I think we met, if I'm not mistaken, or one month ago here in, in the UK, you are speaking at Amafest, uh, Brighton, which was, by the way, a very good event. I mean, amazing speakers, uh, panels, um, uh, people from all over the world came just for that event. And it was actually packed. Uh, I, there were actually more people that was meant to be there. So yeah, amazing. And yeah, we get to to talk there. And, and that's what basically brought this second edition of, of this um, basic continuation around account suspensions because i mean we are uh, highly aware that things are changing very fast in the amazon space and you personally have seen as well that there is new suspensions in the space so i think i think we can start with that uh, with this episode i mean tell me a little bit of what you have seen in, in your clients in terms of suspensions and what are some of the things you would advise a uh, amazon sellers that they should start being aware of that sure so I don't know if it's necessarily new, but there are always trends that okay. on Amazon, and I find that it happens in bunches. So one trend that I'm seeing, I'm getting tons of calls about Section 3 suspensions. Mm -hmm. and it used to be where there were essentially separate notices where if you were violating the seller code of conduct, Amazon would say that you were suspended for a seller code of conduct suspension. Or on the other hand, it was just a drop shipping suspension. Okay. Now what Amazon has done over the last several months is send those notices and they and they include both of them together. So Amazon okay. will say that you're suspended for violating Amazon's seller code of conduct policy and drop shipping policy. But here's what I'm finding. Almost every time the seller is actually drop shipping and they're mm. doing it in a way that violates Amazon's policies. So Amazon is clear on what you can and can't do. They're actually, it's even more clear now than it used to be. But the problem is that sellers are offering products and they're not making sure that they're the seller of record. So okay. 
Walmart is a huge retail store here, and it's a way that a lot of sellers source their products. Mm-hmm. That's not the issue in and of itself. What Amazon has an issue with is that if an Amazon customer buys a product from you on your Amazon store and you have the product just shipped directly from Walmart, mm-hmm. you never okay. touch it. Okay. Now, a lot of times I get the question, what's wrong with that? Like, what's the problem? Walmart's legitimate. True. Walmart is legitimate. But the issue is, is that customer returns when they're not sure, say there's a problem with the product. The customer can be a little confused. Are they supposed to contact Walmart? Are they supposed to contact you? Amazon wants it to be that the seller themselves, you know, that the buyer knows you are the seller. Um, it's a bit, it can be a bit annoying and certainly frustrating, but that, that is just the deal. It's, they've been mm. on it and they've just, yeah. they've just been tough suspensions to overcome lately. Yeah. To be honest, it, and not just that, I mean, first of all, yes, of course, people get confused and all of that, but I think the biggest issue I have seen as well when people do those kind of drop shipping is that uh, if you receive a package, you buy an Amazon, you receive a package from Walmart, then you will say, okay, I received from Walmart. That means maybe this pro is on Walmart. Right. They go to Walmart and they might see that maybe the price is like $30 cheaper and you are just making, taking advantage of them. Then yep. that triggers a, a series of, of, of bad experiences to the customers. And I think that's one of the main triggers as well. I mean, people feel like you're taking advantage and flipping on them, right? So that's other things I have seen as well. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. and to add to that, another, an additional reason Amazon hates drop shipping is what if, for example, once you contact Amazon, Walmart is out of stock. Now the buyer is waiting for, sometimes it could be weeks and then they're wondering where their package is. Amazon is very customer centric. So if your shipping times are delayed, drop shipping, eventually if you drop ship enough products, you're gonna run into that problem where products will be delayed. Um, So that's just another reason why Amazon is the way they are with uh, with these types of issues. So you decided to drop ship and then your account was suspended. You're going to have to submit what's called the plan of action with three main components, a root cause, corrective actions and preventative measures. So if you had to write a plan of action before, it's no different. It's just related to drop shipping. Now, trends that I'm seeing in terms of success. Amazon has been way tougher about these. They've always been tough. But what I've noticed is after two account suspensions in terms of drop shipping, so you've been suspended for drop shipping before, Amazon is not reinstating accounts. Hmm. On the first try, if it's only your first drop shipping account suspension, I've seen Amazon with a bit more leniency. That doesn't mean it's easy, but I've seen accounts have, have accounts have been reinstated every now and then, but you know, the best way to combat this is really just to not do it. Um, yeah. so you just don't have to deal with this. Not saying there aren't other issues that may come up, but drop shipping is just uh, a tough suspension to overcome overall. Yeah. And, and I guess uh, if, if you could, of course, uh, highlight some of the main things uh, you see happening in these plan of actions, I bet you need to first of all, um say that you did it because that's another thing i see a lot of people doing denying 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 and that's even worse i guess what what are some of the basics i guess you need to uh, say that you did it and then justify that you're not gonna do it anymore right in essence right so with drop shipping 
once they flag you for it, they know you were drop shipping. They have <laughs> yeah. ways of knowing. So denying it isn't really going to help much. You could try it. Um, some sellers are scared to say they were drop shipping, but from a legal standpoint, there's nothing illegal about drop shipping unless you were doing okay. something fraudulent that's unrelated. But drop shipping in and on, on its face is not illegal, uh, mm -hmm. even though it is an Amazon violation. Certainly, okay. you're going to have to show, or I, what I find that has been successful is explaining to Amazon that you want to move towards an FBA model, so that you're going to send your, you're going to buy products the the old-fashioned way, and you're going to send them to Amazon's warehouses, and they'll do the rest for you. That's what I, that's what Amazon wants to hear, and it's just what I've found to be more successful. Very nice. And and have you seen? the situation where actually you could get triggered as a dropshipper when you were not doing dropshipping in the first essence. Have you seen those cases? So they don't really happen with these kind of suspensions. When when they're dropshipping themselves? Yeah, let, let's say actually they're not dropshipping or maybe they did it just once and then they changed to FBA model. Is there sometimes, have you seen the case that they can go backwards, Amazon, see your history and, and actually flag you for dropshipping or something you did six months, one year ago, or something that is very punctual in present time when they, when they flag you? Yeah. I see. Uh, usually, no. I, I don't really see that. The only times I've seen something like that come up is when it's not 100% FBA. So mm -hmm. maybe they drop ship 10% of the time or 20% okay. of the time, they can still get flagged. But I've never seen them go back in time and say, you were drop shipping a year ago. If you stop it now or if there's any sorts of issues that are being caused and you move towards an FBA model before you're suspended, that's really the way to go. Awesome. Very good advice. Okay, great, great. So um, now dropshipping for sure is one of the main ones. Um, what are things you have seen happening a lot lately, especially with all the changes in, we have seen lately in, in Amazon right. yeah, space? What, what things have you seen? Yeah. So uh, intellectual property related, um, mm -hmm notoriously in the past there are two types right suspected ip and received ip okay received ip is when a rights owner files an actual complaint claiming that you are infringing on their intellectual property those were always serious they still cause suspensions today they always have suspected is what i want to discuss today now that is not a rights owner filing a complaint that's amazon flagging a listing for it could be a few different reasons. Usually, uh, whoever created the listing wasn't careful. Maybe they put the brand name wrong, or mm. maybe they're selling a different product and they they use the brand name that they shouldn't have. What I, the reason I'm bringing it up today is because what I'm seeing is it's causing account suspensions now. Mm. In the past, it was very rare. I could count them on one hand how often suspected IP complaints actually caused account suspensions. It just didn't happen very much. I've seen sellers with hundreds of suspected IP complaints. Amazon typically just said, delete the listings or yeah. chain or fix the listings and you'll be fine. And in the past, that was true. All of a sudden, that's not the case. So this is the first time I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm shooting content on it. But I want Amazon sellers to know that if you are, you know, if you do have suspected IP complaints that are coming through, that you should mm -hmm. handle them now. Don't just let them linger. Mm -hmm. Now, the issue that I'm seeing as far as trying to fix the issue is sometimes it's you don't have access to actually do what Amazon's asking. They'll say fix yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. And the seller isn't the one that created it. And then when you try and fix the listing, Amazon says, no, you can't. So it's like, okay, well, that's, that's hmm. fantastic. Thanks for telling me something that we can't fix. So that's, yeah. that's always, that's always a fun time. Other times they allow you to fix the listings and they do actually drop off the account. That's, mm. that's best case scenario. Cause it's, it's no longer, you know, an issue. Affecting. Yeah. Right. That's, that's effective. And then there's a third, you know, a third issue that comes up is when you're actually fixing the listings. It looks like it went through, but it doesn't in Amazon's backend system. So it's still mm. count against you, but to you, it looks like they're available the that they're, yeah. that it's, that it's a fixed issue. So it's, it's, and, and the problem is that these account specialists have no idea about it. I, I had one client even <laughs> tell me that they get emails daily about new updates and policy changes. And they were told that suspected IP is just, if you delete the listing, you're fine. Had a client do that and he still got suspended. So I'm yeah. just everyone don't just like you know click a button and not yeah because that's the that's the, i hate when that's the solution for everything i bet you see there are solution for everything delete the listing wait 24 hours and add it again that's the solution for everything right yeah. it's a nightmare because sometimes it's worse that can, can even affect your organic ranking your indexing i mean there are so many other issues that can right get from there and yeah it's it's, it's crazy <laughs> right right so what what i would recommend is i mean there's there's a couple of factors here right so most of the time the suspected ip issues is that the listing themselves i'm going to assume that they're not super important listings because a lot mm -hmm. of times i see that sellers just you know leave them lingering yeah. if it's not mm -hmm. the case that's something else but here i'm talking about preserving your account health so that it doesn't get suspended Right. So the first thing I would do is try and delete the listing. See if it falls off the account. If it falls off the account, that's a really good sign. Okay. If that doesn't work, you're going to have to contact Amazon, try and fix the listings. See if that way, if, if you get some sort of notification that Amazon says that it was successful, but okay. it's, it's hard to trust. It's, it's hard to completely trust them. So I'd, I'd, uh, I'd focus more on trying to get them removed completely. I wouldn't yeah. care necessarily about fixing the brand name um, yeah. because I'm worried that Amazon could still use it against you. And I've seen them do it in the past. Okay. And especially if there are listings, that, as you, as you say, I have seen the same in some accounts, it just all skews all products that you forgot to edit them and they stay there and then you get a complaint, which is easier to delete them than try to fix them to be honest. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So those are, those are the, uh, those are the few, points to to emphasize as far as suspected ip the last is providing amazon documentation now okay. sounds sounds simple enough but oftentimes amazon just either doesn't accept it or they'll ask for a letter of authorization that you don't have so that's you know just not it's it's harder to always provide especially if the listing wasn't listed correctly or the brand name mm -hmm. isn't right the brand name might not even match on amazon so it gets messy but those are those are the three ways of you you know of going about it to to fix these issues and you really want to do this before it turns into anything bigger if you get a notification that your account is at risk um it's already too late so just just knock them out as they're coming before the super stressful situation of that phone call very useful very useful um and for these cases um 
I mean, I know for sure we need to attack them as soon as they arise in, in our account, but um, have you seen, based on your experience, if there's certain amount of uh, complaints Amazon must see before they suspend it, or it can happen with 10 complaints, it can happen with one complaint, or it's random, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I, I, I wish there was an actual number yeah. because then you'd really know when you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Never seen. I've never seen any sort of consistency as wow. far as really yeah. with IP in general or with how Amazon acts. Like with, I, I've seen one ASIN cause suspensions, and then I've seen sellers who have fifty plus, a hundred plus listings wow. that are at issue, and their accounts are safe. So there's all sorts <laughs> of theories that go out, you know, that are out there about oh, why that's the case. I'm not going to get into those. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Short answer yeah. is no, there's no consistency with it. That's why it's really just best to just keep it as clean as you possibly can. Very good. Very good. Awesome. Now uh, we have covered drop shipping. We have covered intellectual property. In this case, IP complaints. Uh, is there anything else you have seen lately uh, that you think would be useful to just give some highlights in terms of suspension in the Amazon space? Yes. So yesterday um, was very big news in the Amazon world, and I'm happy to <laughs> report some good news. I always talk about suspensions and yeah. things that I see happen. This sounds like fantastic news. Okay. okay. It's called account health assurance. Mm -hmm. Amazon... As far as I know, it was yesterday from the uh, the emails that I saw, um, yeah. but it's a brand new program that you're automatically enrolled in. If your account health rating is 250 or higher for a period of six months. Okay. Now, what Amazon is saying they're going to do, we're going to see how this plays out. But what they're saying, <laughs> if you are enrolled in that program, and again, it's automatic, they will not suspend your account as long as you work with them to resolve issues. Now, what does that mean exactly? They're saying that if there is an account health issue or mm -hmm. and you typically may have been in trouble, they will contact you and they'll give you 72 hours. So they'll try and contact you and as long as you're in correspondence with them. So you're not ignoring them that they will not deactivate the account. So that is unbelievable news because there yeah. are so many sellers who at the, you know, they wake up one morning and they log in and their account is suspended. They had no idea it was coming. So yeah. now if, if Amazon is at least willing to work with you, um, that's, that is just fantastic news. Yeah. And not just that, I mean, you need to consider that this is huge for sellers that move big volumes of revenue, because imagine if you're down two or three days, that could be thousands and thousands of dollars that is affecting your cash flow, it's affecting the way your products are positioned, and, and sometimes it can take you in weeks. So it's definitely a good thing, as long, of course, you have the 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 good history of that account. So, but yeah, it would be interesting to see how it plays out because, I mean, it sounds too good to be true, but it's hope. <laughs> it does. It, it does a little bit, but it, it definitely, it puts an emphasis really now on your account health rating. And, and I think as time goes on, we're going to learn more about how Amazon really calculates that. Because from what I'm seeing, there's still a lot of uncertainty with it. To a lot of sellers, it really just looks like a random number. You know, it's right. obvious when you have significant account health issues, why the number is lower. But I've seen accounts that, 
you know, like it starts, I think it's out of a thousand. Um, right. so like, how do you, how do you get a thousand or, you know, what, what sorts of issues are they seeing? Uh, but it's just something really to monitor to make sure that the 250 is really the threshold you should be looking for. Yeah. I think at the same time, if it works out to be like they're saying, it's also an incentive for people to have uh, to keep good accounts because they know they're not going to get suspended straight away anymore. So yeah, it's in, it would be interesting. Right. Um, now, um, just to start concluding as well, I would like to talk about um, tips around how to deal with suspensions. And I think this is also a little bit mixed with mindset and how you react to it, because I have seen so many times when you get a suspension, you start running around, you start writing random things uh, and you and you blow your first trial to plan right. of action. Uh, and then, I mean, you know for a fact that once you uh, blow the first trial, the second and the third one is like they, 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 they give you less relevance and less relevant up to a point that they ignore you, right? Right. Um, so, so what are some basic tips I would say you, you advised if you get that kind of suspension, what is the first thing you should do and how to tackle it? Uh, yeah, I mean, to don't waste that, that first try, you know? Yeah. It's a great question. Uh, it's one I get all the time. So the first step is as best as you can. And again, it's, it's easy to say, but you have to try and take a deep breath because if mm. you're in panic mode, it's going to be really hard for you to focus and try and figure out what the issue is, what the exact mm. issue is. So that's that's really number one. Number two, when you're preparing, when you're when you're reviewing it, you know, don't leave anything off the table. Usually Amazon will point to something specific. So if it's drop shipping, you know, you're drop shipping. There's not much to review. You know the exact issue. It's yeah. not always that simple. Number three, when you're actually preparing the plan, there's a few there's a few things that I've noticed over the years that Amazon responds better towards. So one of those things are bolding and underlining important points. Mm -hmm. So you want to show Amazon, you want to put things first, the important, all the important points should go first and you want to bold them so that Amazon sees them. Don't bury them in the middle or put yeah. them in the end. Or know? just a huge paragraph. Everything makes it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I've seen, I've seen where like where sellers will use fluff at the beginning. Um, emotional, that's, that's another one that's big, avoid emotional appeals. Unfortunately, yeah. Amazon doesn't care that you had a really rough day. Yeah. Or, or that you're struggling uh, with money or family. Yeah. yeah. They don't care that you had to lay somebody off or that you had family issues. They just don't even talk about it. And if it's a drop shipping issue, Amazon doesn't care that you have a 99%, you know, yeah. everything else is great or that you know you have five stars in you know every review or i see sellers talk about their overall account a lot again mm -hmm. amazon doesn't really care they're if they're pointing to one asin or they're pointing to one specific issue that's really all you should be talking about okay. sounds like something that's relatively simple um yeah. but, but when you're panicking yeah when you're panicking, you just start throwing everything at the wall huh. and uh yeah those, those are i'd say those are the most important general tips of course, depending on the specifics, you know, certain things can change. But I think mm -hmm. those those are all great places to start and they work for any type of issue. Yeah, and I think that's why uh, we have people like you, I mean, because at the end of the day, once you get an account suspension, it kind of also become like a legal battle. It's like you're filing legal cases here. You need you need to understand how to write it, how to transfer your idea to the person in the other end. And it sounds easy to say, like, we're explaining how to do a plan of action, but sometimes if you don't know how to redact it, I mean, it's, right. 
is not natural for most people. So yeah, yeah that, that's for sure why we need you for, uh, to help these people when they're struggling 100%. Yeah. So now um, let us know, um, I mean, first of all, before we conclude, is there anything else you want to cover today in terms of suspensions, uh, tips, uh, anything overall? No, I think we covered everything. Um, I'm as anxious as everyone else to see how this account health yeah. insurance <laughs> works. Let's um, give it a month or so and let's see what happens. <laughs> we're we're going to find out. You know, I have the optimistic side of me and then I have the pessimist where I'm just like, oh, is Amazon really going to, you know, are they going to honor what they're saying? Is it really going to, you know, because you look at the email, it sounds amazing. And then you wonder, like, how is it actually yeah. going to, you know, yeah. be out there in the field? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Let's do another uh, episode once we have some more feedback on that. Absolutely. Uh, great. Great. So can you share with us uh, where people can find you? I mean, uh, you specialize on everything that we've been talking today. So I always advise when you're dealing with these things, I mean, don't put your business uh, in risk just because you want to save uh, a couple of hundreds of dollars. I mean, it's, it's your business and you need something professional to really take action as soon as possible. So can, can you share uh, your information in terms of how people can reach you uh, and get in contact with you? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. My email address is david at damlawfirm.com and my phone number 516-313-1572. Awesome. I'm going to make sure to put all that in the description. And once again, David, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for being here. And hopefully I'll see you soon next year in, in London. Okay. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure, man. Take care. Take care. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or... Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.